So you had a taste of why we call this Commotion Sunday or Co-Motion Sunday. There's a lot going on uh, today and tomorrow in the lives of our students and our church. Uh, everybody here in DeKalb County is going back to school in the morning. We got students who will be leaving soon, going back to college to get started. We got students who are moving up into their next grade level of Sunday school here at the church, and we celebrated the rising kindergartners and the rising sixth graders heading into youth. There's just a lot going on right now, a lot of commotion, a lot of co-motion as we move together. And that brings up all kinds of feelings for students and parents and grandparents and educators and administrators, commuters. Back to school has a lot of implications for a lot of people. Maybe you feel thankful or happy or excited. Or maybe you feel nervous, scared, or sad. Well, for a moment like this, we're going to turn to the words of Jeremiah in the Old Testament. Jeremiah was an Old Testament prophet who lived in the southern kingdom of Israel in Judah near the city of Jerusalem and he lived about 600 years before Jesus. See, Jeremiah was called by God even at a young age to preach a message, to lead and share a message from God with the people of Israel that actually was widely and wildly unpopular. Kind of like that message parents are going to share with their kids in the morning. <laughs> Wake up. It's time to go to school. I imagine your message being received a lot like Jeremiah's was. His message was a little different though. God had called him to specifically point out to the people, to the community, the culture, to the kings, the places where they were falling short of who God had created them to be. And specifically in Jeremiah's message from God, he names their idolatry, where they were centering their lives and their community around things other than God and God's way of life for them. And then he also calls out their injustice, where they were disregarding or taking advantage of the least fortunate among them. And in that unpopular message, Jeremiah told them, this way of living that you've adopted is coming to an end. And then as you read on, he, he finishes with words of hope and restoration for what God will do among them. But for us specifically today on this Co-Motion Sunday, we're going to look at a passage, a few verses that come from the, mid, the middle of the book of Jeremiah. Really, there's three chapters in there where Jeremiah turns his attention, his focus away from Israel and specifically to a group of Israelites, Jewish people who were living in exile. So they'd been removed from the land of Israel and they were living in exile in other parts of the Babylonian kingdom. And so this is Jeremiah's message to them, to those people, those Jewish people who were living in exile. 
And before I read it, we have sort of a, a tradition in the church, a history um, when we read the Scripture that it's a call and response. It's, it's a way for the people to claim that Scripture reading as their own. Yes, this is mine. I believe it. And so what we'll do is after I read the Scripture, I'll say, this is the Word of God for the people of God. And then you say, thanks be to God. Just a way to claim God's Word together, that we are thankful for it. So listen now to Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 10 through 14. The Lord proclaims, when Babylon's 70 years are up, I will come and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. I know the plans I have in mind for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace, not disaster, to give you a future filled with hope. When you call me and come and pray to me, I will listen to you. When you search for me, yes, search for me with all your heart, you will find me. I will be present for you, declares the Lord, and I will end your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have scattered you, and I will bring you home after your long exile, declares the Lord. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Sandra. And I, I got to tell you, I was fascinated by the idea of a school box, a lunch box with go-go dancers on it. That was, that was really <laughs> impressive. So uh, to understand where Jeremiah is coming from and what he's saying to the people of Israel and, and to us today, it helps to know a little bit about him and about them. For instance, Jeremiah was young when he was called by God to be a prophet, to speak on behalf of God. The book of Jeremiah opens with this discussion between God and Jeremiah where God calls him and Jeremiah says, no, you don't want me. I'm too young. Wrapped up in that, I imagine, is the, I don't have the experience or the wisdom that a lot of other people have. There are people who are older and probably better qualified and have a little more seasoning to them. And God, wouldn't you want somebody like that to be leading, to be speaking up on your behalf? And, and God says back to Jeremiah, no, you're not too young. In fact, Jeremiah, you're just who I want. I've known you since before you were born. Since before your parents even thought about you or dreamed about you, I knew you. And I'm calling you. And I'll give you the words to say. Just say what I ask you to say. I'll go with you. Just go where I'm telling you to go. And understanding this about Jeremiah and about his call from God is so important on a day like this, and particularly for all the students in the room who are headed back to school. Please hear God's word for Jeremiah and for you that you are never too young to be a part of what God is doing in your home, in your school, in your classroom, on your team. God is at work. 
and is calling you to be a part of it. You're never too young. And it's also a good word of encouragement for people in the church who are stepping up maybe in new ways or for the first time to lead, to be a part of leadership, maybe to speak up about the direction of the church and how we're going to be the church today and in the future. To hear the same thing. No, Jeremiah didn't have all the answers and he didn't have everything figured out. But he had a calling from God and a promise from God that God would be with him. Even though maybe he looked around and maybe you look around and you see people who've been here a lot longer than you have and who seem like they know a lot more than you do or have history that you don't have. and Take my word for it. I've talked to them. They're ready for you to step up and take leadership. To exercise the calling that God has put on your life. Even though you may feel like you are ill-prepared or not quite as knowledgeable or experienced or too young. Now granted, as we do that and the church does that, things will look a little bit differently. We'll, we'll experience life together differently because that's kind of the way life and history goes as God gives new perspectives and new voices to take us into the future. But even if it may look a little bit different or operate differently or be structured somewhat differently, underlying it all is still the same hope and dream and desire for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so hear that encouraging word from God for you. Go where I send you. And I'll give you the words to speak. Speak them. And God said, I'll be with you. All the way. And then the other thing that's good to know about Jeremiah, and important for us to understand this particular text, is that he was speaking, like I said, not just to the nation of Israel, but he was speaking to a particular group of people. These were people who were living in exile, Jewish people who were living in exile in other parts of the Babylonian kingdom. So they'd been taken out of their home, forced to leave their home and go spend their days in a foreign place where the people were different than their people, where the rules were different, strangers were in charge, it never really felt like home. Is that starting to sound like school to any of y'all? <laughs> but this is where they were. And, and maybe it doesn't just sound like school or exile for the Israelites in Babylon, but, but God, maybe it sounds like seasons of life that we experience and go through. When we move away from home, or we change jobs or careers, or life's circumstances change on us or for us, or the community changes around us, or the church 
changes around us and we find ourselves in a place that just doesn't feel like home. And in that moment, in that time, for the Israelites feeling like that, when they'd been removed from their home and scattered across Babylon, God gives Jeremiah a message for them. And in fact, there were other messages that were being told to them by other prophets. And and Jeremiah, sort of, if you read the book, he has it out with some of these other prophets because they are telling the Israelites, man, it's time for this to end. We got to get back to where we were, to the way it was. We got to stop this and go back. And the message that God gives Jeremiah to tell the Israelites is the opposite of that. It's stay where you are. I've scattered you to this new, different experience, place, season. And I want you to stay there. If you read just the first part of chapter 29, Jeremiah says to the Israelites, the Lord's word for you is to make a home where you are. Make a living. Find wives for your sons and husbands for your daughters. In fact, make the welfare of the place where you are now your goal. Put your effort, your energy into making that place the best it can be and making life as good as it can be for the people there where you are. Don't be caught up in trying to get back. Maybe you've heard people say before, bloom where you're planted or blossom where you're planted. That's God's message for the Israelites. I've heard it a little bit differently from one of our great modern-day philosophers, Dolly Parton, um, who's saying, when a flower grows wild, it can always survive. Wildflowers don't care where they grow. Any Dolly Parton fans in the house? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's God's word for the Israelites and... and in exile and for you and me in seasons and times like that in our lives. It's the blossom where you're planted. And then we get into the words that we read just a minute ago. God's great promise for the Israelites in exile. And he says to them, when Babylon's 70 years of rain are over, which is kind of way of saying again stay put you're going to be there for a minute that's 70 years generally like a lifespan you would think of or essentially a way for God to say to them you're going to be there for a while I think about it like a friend of mine who was telling me about their child's first day of kindergarten and Sent their child off to school and waited anxiously, excited for the child to come home, comes home and they're talking about it and parent asks the child, how was it? And the child's like, it was amazing, it was wonderful, I met these friends and we did these things and we colored and we played, I had so much fun, it was great. And the parent was like, oh, that's wonderful, it's good to hear. And the child was like, but I'm glad it's over. <laughs> and they had to break it to their child, well, see, that was day one. <laughs> You got 179 more. 
And that was kindergarten. <laughs> you got a few more years to go. But in that same kind of way, Jeremiah is telling these people in this place, you're, you're going to be there for a minute. Don't be in such a hurry to get out of there. And then God says to them, because I know the plans that I have for you. I know what I intend to be your life, your experience, my desires for you to give you peace, not disaster, to give you a future filled with hope. And it's important to note here, by the way, when, when Jeremiah says, quoting the Lord, I know the plans that I have for you, that you is plural, not singular. Very important to understand the breadth and depth of this message. That it's not God's message to any one individual person. That I'm going to make your life amazing. Or you're going to have great things. Or it's going to be awesome for you all the time. But the message that God had for them, I know the plans I have for you, is in reference to the covenant that God would made, had made with the people of Israel all the way back to Abraham. I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to the nations. God was reminding them of that covenant, those plans, the intentions that God has, not just for the nation of Israel or any of the individual Israelites, but for all the world. God said, I have a plan to bless you, to prosper you, to give you peace, wholeness, completeness, shalom. Not disaster, not fear. but blessing and hope. See, this isn't a thing about your perspective, whether you see the glass is half full or half empty. The point is to see that it's God's glass. Everything in it, everything around it, the glass itself, it all belongs to God. And God is at work in the midst of it, even in the moments in our lives where it may feel like exile. Know that God is at work and has a plan for you. There's going to be times, kids, students, in your class, in school, you're dealing with classmates or a teacher or parents or parents you're dealing with your kids or teachers you're dealing with. And, and it's going to be good to be reminded and hear the words of the Lord. I know what I have planned for you. And it's to give you peace, not disaster. And it's to give you a future filled with hope and we have the benefit of history to look back and see how God has brought that great promise to fruition through Jesus Christ in his life, in his teachings, in his death and resurrection. Everybody knows John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish but have eternal life. But do you know John 3.17? Because God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world. It's not despair. It's not fear but to save the world through him, to give us life and hope. Jesus said further in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal and to kill, to destroy, to put down, to disparage. But I've come to give you life and to give it to you abundantly. And that's God's great promise 
for you, for me, and for the world. And he said, I know there'll be moments where that's going to be hard to remember. So call on me. The Lord God Almighty said, call on me. Pray. And when you do, I'll listen. I will hear you. Do you hear that promise from the God who created you just like he created Jeremiah, who knew you before you were born, who says, if you call on me, I'll listen. He says, look for me, search for me with all your heart, and I'll be there. You'll see me. You'll find me. One of the questions that I hold dear for moments like that is I say, Where is God in this? Whatever it might be, I ask myself and sometimes ask friends or church members, family members, where is God in this? Whatever it may be, wherever you are, God said, search for me. Where is God in this? And I will be there. And then God's great promise concludes with, and I will deliver you. I will set you free. There will be blessings waiting for you as you go back to school, as you send your kids back to school, as the kids come back to your classroom, whatever the case may be. There will be blessings waiting for you that you won't even know. God often shows up in ways we don't expect. It's one of the cool things about that video, I thought, just to hear from so many people the blessings that they experience going back to school. That's what I appreciate about the bag tags and the folks that went through all the effort to make them and give them to the kids to put them on their backpacks. I know that we have more of these. So even if you're not a kid going back to school, but you'd like to have one as a reminder for you, peace be upon you. You can get one. We've got them right down here on the front row before you leave. You're welcome to have one. And in just a minute, we'll sing our last song and then we'll leave and we'll celebrate. Weather permitting, and it looks like it's going to work out. We'll we'll be able to have games and fun and inflatables out on the lawn and a food truck and we'll all have a good time. But as you do, as you go, as you think about tomorrow, God bless you as you wake up in the morning. And get ready to get back to a school year. Remember that God says, I'm with you. And I've got plans to bless you. And to give you hope and a future. Just call on me. Look for me. And I'll be there. So, I'm going to ask you if you would to stand and we're going to sing our closing hymn. It's Great is Thy Faithfulness. And before we sing together, I just want to say that if you're looking for a community of people to call home where you can live out this life, this sense of calling and God's blessing for you and your life, maybe your family's life, I want to offer you Shambly United Methodist Church as a place for you to call home. Maybe if you just want to take a minute while we're singing and pray. Be reminded of God's faithfulness. Or pray for the students as they go back to school. Or 
whatever the case may be, I want to let you know this altar rail is open. You're welcome to come and kneel and pray or just pray where you are. But whatever it is, would you be open to what God might be saying to you today? Let's sing.